This is part three of our series on Paul's Colossian prayer in chapter one of his letters to that church in Colossae. And the title of this week's scripture snack is Get Bible Smart. Get Bible Smart. And what I mean by that is know your Bible. (laughs) Understand your Bible. Become a Bible scholar. Do not be ignorant of the contents that are contained within sacred scripture. Because I think in many Christian communities, we get tempted to think, well, I I just need to walk completely by faith and not by sight, right? Isn't that what the Bible says? Well, it does. It is true that the Bible does say that, but God helps us to walk by faith through his written word. That's how he helps us walk by faith. He did not waste almost 40 authors and thousands of years of writing his sacred scripture through faithful authors so that we could just be in the dark about what God is like, what it means to do his will, what it means to please him. Therefore, we need to study his word and get Bible smart. And Paul says that's one of the ways that we live a life that is pleasing to God, but I'm getting a bit ahead of myself. Last week, we talked about how bearing fruit in every good work is one of the ways that we please God. And all God-pleasers naturally bear fruit out of their relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So you will bear fruit in every good work if you are a Christian, Paul says in verse 10. And in the second or the latter half of verse 10, he also says that one way to please God is by growing in the knowledge of God. By knowing his will more, by knowing his word and hiding it in your heart and having it ready at your lips, like the Bible says. To grow in the knowledge and understanding of God through his word is one of the things that all God-pleasers naturally do by nature. And that's where it says here, verse 10. So that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. And that's the second of five or uh, four ways that Paul lists here that we can please God. So that's what I'd like to hone in on during this session. And by the way, growing in the knowledge of God is a command that is given to us in Scripture. To not be studying your Bible and to be ignorant of its contents is actually to be functionally rebelling against God. Because God commands us to be growing in knowledge of Him. And He says this in 2 Peter 3, verse 18, which says, Be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of the lawless people and fall from your secure position. So how do we avoid this? How do we avoid being carried away by error and false doctrine and being carried away by wicked people and their false doctrines and what they believe? How do we avoid those things? Second half of the verse says, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Grow in grace and grow in knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And you might look at this verse and say, how do I grow in grace? Can't we not earn grace? Doesn't God just give us grace through our faith in Christ automatically? There's nothing we can do to earn grace? Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's no contradiction between that notion and what Peter is saying here. He's saying that if you grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, you're growing in your knowledge of the grace that has been given you in Jesus Christ. Therefore, you should want to know as much about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as possible so that you can truly understand the grace that has been given you in Christ. Because if you just say, well, I love Jesus because he, he, he loved me and died for me, 
yes, that's great, and that's some knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, but that's not a complete knowledge of what Christ has done for you on the cross. You've you got to read all of sacred scripture to be able to truly understand the grace and the amount of grace that was shed for you in Christ. And we'll get to that here in a latter verse. But this is commanded to be growing in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And if you're not growing in knowledge, you're not being on your guard, and you're probably being carried away by all sorts of false doctrines, and you're surrounding yourself with a lawless crowd who does not care about God or does not fear him whatsoever. So the only counter to not being carried away by false doctrine and false lovers of this world is to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To love that knowledge. Not just to have head knowledge, but to have genuine heart knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. If you love the knowledge that you are learning from sacred scripture, then you're going to love your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ more and more. So don't just make it head knowledge, but make it heart knowledge. And Hosea chapter 4, verse 6, God talks about how there are consequences for not understanding God. There are consequences for not growing in grace and knowledge of the person of God as he is revealed in Scripture. And he says this about the sinful Israelites who are cast into exile from the promised land because they almost sinned themselves into oblivion. <laughs> he says, My people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. That's what destroyed them. That's what led them off into exile. That's why they were plundered by the Babylonians and the Assyrians alike. That's why God sent people to attack the Israelites, because they didn't care about knowing and acknowledging God more. If somebody writes you 66 love letters, and you don't read any of them, do you really love that person? Because God has written us 66 love letters called the Bible. And if we're not opening up those love letters and reading what he has written to us, we're really displaying just how much we love God in return. Namely, we don't. And that's what he's saying here in Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. Because you have rejected knowledge, the verse goes on, I also reject you. Because you have ignored the law of your God, I will also ignore your children. Wow. God is ignoring the quote-unquote innocent children of the Israelites who don't know any better because the parents have rejected God. And parents who reject God, they're probably going to teach their kids to reject God too. Parents who, do, who don't care about acknowledging God and studying his word, they're not going to teach their kids to acknowledge God and study his word either. Therefore, God's going to reject both. Now, I want us to notice something about this passage here. God says, because you have rejected knowledge, I will reject you. But notice the second part of this verse. It says, because you have ignored the law of your God, I will ignore you. Do you see that parallel between these two um, statements here in this verse? Reject knowledge? Ignore the law of your God. Ignore the law of your God? Reject knowledge. Those are parallel statements, meaning it's two different ways of saying the same thing. To reject the knowledge of God is to ignore his law. And to ignore his law is to reject knowledge about God. You cannot say, I love God and I want to please him and I want to follow his law. And yet at the same time, you reject the Bible and you don't study the Bible and you don't rejoice in it whatsoever. You either love God's word or you're going to ignore it. You either love God's law and want to obey it 
We're going to disobey it and not study it whatsoever. Those are two ways of saying the exact same thing. Some people say, oh, I'm just neutral to the Bible. I don't really love it or hate it. It's an okay book, but it's got a lot of dust on my nightstand and I don't ever open it up. That's not a statement that the Christian makes. If you love somebody, you're going to want to get to know somebody. If you love your spouse, you're going to want to study them and know more and more about them so that your love can grow for them more and more. You can't be ignorant of God and love God with all of your heart. And that's what Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 is saying here. And this is exactly what Paul says in the New Testament. Hosea is in the Old Testament, right? God speaking um, through Hosea to the Israelites. New Testament, God speaking through Paul to the church in Philippi in the Philippian letter. And he says this in Philippians chapter 1, verse 9 through 10. Just notice how Paul is always praying for his churches. We've looked at so many prayers throughout this three-week series already, three-session series already, about all the prayers that Paul has prayed over his churches and his people. And we should be praying for our churches and be modeling our life after Paul. And Paul says this in Philippians chapter 1, verse 9 and 10. He says, this is my prayer for you guys, that your love may abound more and more. How? Does it just happen automatically, Paul? I want to know how I can love God and love others more and more and more and more so that I can be pleasing God more and more and more and more in my love for him and in my love for others. How can I do this, Paul? Tell me, please. This is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight. Become a Bible man or a Bible woman so that you can love God more and understand him more and his character and his nature and the grace that has been wrought for you in Christ while you are dead in your sins. If you know these things, your love will naturally abound more and more and more and more for God and for the people that he has placed around you. It will. It will be a consequence of you understanding his word more and more and more. And then this also, other than the fact that you just love God more and love people more as a consequence of studying his word, you'll also be able to, as Paul says in the rest of the letter here, the rest of the verse, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. What the heck is Paul saying there? He's saying, if your love abounds more and more in, uh, through your knowledge and depth of insight in him, if your love for him abounds more and more through faithful Bible study, then you're going to be able to discern where you should live or what job you should take or what spouse you should marry. And you're going to be holy. You're going to live a holy and righteous life. And your life is going to be governed by righteousness. And that's going to inform every decision that you'll ever make in your life. And it all starts with studying his word, growing in knowledge of him, reading his 66 love letters that he has written for you in sacred scripture. You'll be holy You'll be able to discern the best decisions that you should be making in your life, whether it's living here or there, taking this job or hanging out with this friend or whatever. And you're going to be able to love God more and love people more. And it all starts with studying his word and growing in depth of insight and knowledge and becoming a Bible man or a Bible woman. That's where it starts. And the last thing I'd like to notice, like for us to notice about Colossians chapter 1 the prayer that he makes in regards to growing in the knowledge of God. He, he says something really interesting in both verse 9 and verse 10. It almost seems like he says the same thing twice. Does he? Paul says here, he says, 
we continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will. With the knowledge of his will. God, help these people to understand you more and your revealed will for their life. Fill them with knowledge. Why? So that they can grow in the knowledge of God. (laughs) Fill them with knowledge so that they can get more knowledge about you, God. Paul takes this very, very seriously. The end result of us being filled with the knowledge of his will is so that we can grow in the knowledge of God more and understand him more. It's knowledge on top of knowledge on top of knowledge on top of knowledge. We will never stop growing in our knowledge for God. The Bible is a doorstep of a book, a doorstop of a book. There's a lot in there. There's a, there are treasures to be unearthed through studying it for all eternity. We will always be finding new stuff and new information and new ways to grow in our love for God through the study of his word. Fill them with knowledge so that they can grow in even more knowledge. And Jesus echoes this sentiment in the Gospel of Matthew as well. When it says, Whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. But whoever does not have, even what they do have will be taken from them. In other words, whoever has knowledge and desires more knowledge, they will be given more knowledge. Whoever desires to love God more and love others more and desires to do that, in abundance, more and more and more, they will have an abundance. The rich will become richer. But if you don't desire knowledge of God, and if you spurn the law of God and you reject it entirely, then even the knowledge and the wisdom that you think that you have, it will be taken from you. And your knowledge and your wisdom will prove to be foolishness in the end. Because the Proverbs say that the fear of the Lord and the knowledge of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's the only way that we inherit true knowledge and true wisdom is through growing in our knowledge of God. So if this lesson has just seemed repugnant to you because you're like, I just hate studying God's word. I pray this is a conviction for you. And I pray that you would turn and repent and ask God to help you. God, help me to love your word. Help me to desire to understand your word. Even though it is a fat book and it is hard to interpret at times. There are resources out there that can help you understand your word more. And that's what I pray this resource has been for you. Be able to slow down and break down scripture and walk step by step, word by word, comma by comma, through each verse and what they mean. Pray that God would not only give you a desire for his word, but also that he would give you resources to better understand his word. Because without right understanding of God's word, we will not rightly love God in return.